Hey there! Welcome to Wildflowers and Milk Real Talk, the podcast where we talk about all things motherhood unfiltered. I'm your host, Sadie Bean, mom, wife, and entrepreneur. On this podcast, we're going to be talking about all things motherhood, and let me tell you, nothing is TMI. Expect insightful conversations with some captivating guests sharing their wisdom, fails, and everything in between. We'll debunk myths, tackle taboos, and navigate the twists and turns of this roller coaster ride we call motherhood. All right, guys, let's get started because I've got some shit to say and I'm not holding back. Hey, besties, and welcome to Wildflowers and Milk Real Talk, the podcast. This is episode two. I'm so glad you're here. I'll be totally honest. I am recording this from the comfort of my bed today for a couple reasons. One, your girl's tired. It's Sunday, and I freaking feel like it. But really, the reason why is my baby slept like shit last night. (laughs) We were dealing with some molars and some teething eruption cysts which if you've never seen those before if you want to go look up something really gross on the internet um you can search eruption cysts on babies and it's absolutely terrible he has four of them right now and i just can't wait for this to be over he's been dealing with the teething for a hot second and i'm just mentally over it and i'm also crampy today so shout out to all my crampy ladies I don't know why I said that. That was kind of creepy, but (laughs) if you're someone who struggles with period cramps, uh, solidarity, because, yeah, I got them over here. I don't, I don't, guys, I don't know why I'm allowed on the internet, honestly, but here we are. I, one, if anyone's baby is, like, I don't know, 12 months old and has been hypothetically night weaned since, like, nine months from bottles or boob, when did they start sleeping through the night? And if your baby is like mine and not sleeping through the night yet, are we okay? Because I'm starting to feel like we're not. I really would enjoy some solid sleep in my life again. I know this is a short blip, but I'm really looking forward to some more freaking sleep, y'all. I was thinking about it the other night, and I really haven't had a season of sleep in like seven years whenever I got pregnant with my first. I stopped sleeping through the night, and it just kind of continued. My second started sleeping through the night about four days before my third was born. So it's been it's been a journey. But I will say my six-year-old would wake up every few nights, every, I don't know, a couple times a week she'd wake up, and she'd always come get us and need us to bring her and put her back to sleep. And recently, within the past couple months, she's been able to just put herself back to bed. And the first couple of times she did that, I got so freaking sad. So sad. What is this? I did not write off on this adult child living in my house. Um, it's just weird. Parenting is so weird. So bittersweet when they move on to the next like big kid thing. It really is weird. It's an out-of-body experience, but I didn't, I, I wasn't expecting her to get up to pee in the middle of the night and put herself back to sleep for it to make me emotional, but I guess that's motherhood for you. <laughs> but anyway, I could not come up with a topic for this week's episode for like a week. I'm a very creative person and I feel like I need to be creatively inspired to talk about something and make it worth listening to. And that goes for like really anything in my life. I very much, my productivity is an interesting interesting beast that I'm working through right now. So partly my productivity is creativity based. 
where I'll get inspired or hyper fixated on something and need to complete the task and do it that way. The other one is more productivity tied to self self worth, just something something your girl's working through. But the creativity based one is interesting. Ask me how well my laundry gets done because I'm never creatively inspired to do that. I'll tell you that right now. I was thinking about laundry though the other day, and this is totally off topic, kind of, but maybe somebody will relate. I'm so sick of doing laundry and like folding it, putting it away hanging stuff up, figuring out where everything goes, and, like, making decisions for how to best organize laundry. I think my dream freaking closet would be a big family closet that has just a bunch of, like, drawers or baskets where everything's labeled, and you can just sort the laundry, like, the episode or the scene in The Grinch where he's sorting the mail and giving everyone jury duty and junk mail. But that for laundry, you know what I mean? Like, you could just quickly just, like, have a pile of clean clothes, quickly, like, sort everything. You don't have to fold. You don't have to hang. Nothing. Like, I feel like that is my dream laundry situation. I feel like I'm onto something. I feel like there's got to be somebody who has this. Like, please let me know. Because I'm beginning to think that this needs to be a thing for me when we move next time. We need a big family laundry closet. But anyway, back to the point of the episode. (laughs) I was really trying to figure out what I wanted this episode to be about. I have a list of like 50 episode ideas and none of them were giving inspiration. And then of all places, I was at the nail salon getting ready to get my nails done, picking nail color, and I found my inspiration for the episode. So, Sadie, what the heck does your nail color have to do with your podcast? episode. Well, let me tell you. We're in fall, okay? It is pumpkin spice and everything nice, all the spooky things, all the fall colors, and I was picking my nail color, and I was trying to pick maroon. I have this, like, muted mauve color because it's fall, and that's what I'm supposed to be doing. Guys, I don't like those colors. I like bright, happy, crazy preschool colors. I like colors a six-year-old would pick out. I will put Shrek green on my toes. I don't care. I like bright colors. The fall colors are not a vibe for me. I think they're beautiful, but they don't make me happy. And it's fall, so I'm supposed to freaking wear fall colors. No, I don't want to wear fall colors. So I picked out the muted mauves, muted whatever, because it's fall, and that's what I'm supposed to be doing, and that's the box I was putting myself in. And then I kind of unpacked that really quickly with myself and was like, hmm, no, let's, let's unpack this because you're trying to make yourself fit in a fall aesthetic box and that's not a vibe, but that's what my head was trying to do to me. So I quickly unpacked that and switched over to my bright fun colors. I'm rocking a bright purple on my fingers now and I have an obnoxious pink color on my toes and it's great, but It was crazy to me that we have these ideas in our head of how life is supposed to be and how we put our box, like ourself in a box of what is like, what is right. And it's not necessarily like intuition led or what we're doing to make ourselves happy. It's really like society and society says right now it's fall. You put fall colors on your nails. 
Guys, I live in Florida. It is as hot as sticky frogs outside, okay? I don't want to embrace the fall season. I will drink pumpkin spice all day long. I will sit in my house and eat fall comfort food. But I don't want cranberry red on my nails. It's not, it's not me, okay? But it made me stop and just, like, think of how often and how common it is to kind of do that with parenting where you aren't necessarily following your true self and you're trying to fit yourself into this box, whether it be from somebody else's outside opinion or all of the content we're consuming on social media about what we should be doing with our kids and what we should be doing within motherhood and how our household should run and all of that. And it kind of just made me think about that and I am I've talked about this on my Instagram so many times about how social media can be such a slippery slope of self-doubt for new moms I really truly feel that and I've reflected back so much on my own parenting journey and I really feel like social media has negatively affected it it's positively affected it but I feel like it has definitely negatively affected me at different points of my journey you know we're supposed to have the perfectly curated fall family photos. We're supposed to have these kids that don't have tantrums and act like little robots in public. We're supposed to parent the way our parents did because we turned out okay, which that could be a whole nother topic because I got some, I got some shit to say about that, but (laughs) I won't, I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole today. In navigating parenting, there's so much freaking noise and fear of judgment. There truly is. And when you really peel back the layers, it's pretty damn clear that when you're parenting from a place where you're trying to fit yourself into a box because of what other people think, it really just does not serve your kids well at all. And I know that it doesn't serve my kids or feel good for myself when I'm not parenting from a place of intuition. And it's so freaking easy to fall off track. And especially in those early days of sleep deprivation, when your head's already so foggy, I feel like it's so, so easy to get pulled off track with really listening to your intuition. I know for me personally, I look back at my parenting style just with my first versus my third, and it's so freaking different. And I know if any of you guys have multiple kids, you can probably relate to this. And looking back, I think a lot of it stems from having such freaking high standards of control so like such a control freak as a first time mom like you're just you're you really are just such a control freak i I say that with love and you just physically mentally and emotionally are not able to live up to that level of control when you add more kids into the mix but you also learn through that what actually matters and you get a bigger picture of things it's just a different when you have more than one kid it's a different viewpoint and you just like physically cannot maintain that level of control anymore If I could go back and tell my new mom self one thing, it would be, you know what the fuck you're doing, even if you don't feel like you do, but you need to quiet the noise. I joke around with my first that she didn't have fast food until she was like six and didn't know what candy was until like her fifth Halloween. Literally, guys, my third kiddo's main food group was fast food on our road trip recently. French fries. He had a bit of cotton candy the other day. I would have just, it would have been the end of the world if my oldest at one had cotton candy. Like I would have, it would just been the end of the world because my standards and my control was so high. It just, it would have, I would have cried about it. 
now I'm like, okay, he can, that's different. He's eating. And it's not to say I care less about my third, but I've just come to realize like what my sustainable standards for parenting are on my parenting journey. And if giving the baby a freaking French fry on a 10 hour road trip is going to keep the peace, I am going to freaking do that. Especially if my other option is to stay up and overextend myself prepping all of this organic yada 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 food for the road trip that no one's going to freaking eat. Not That's not a vibe for me anymore. Like it just really isn't. So here's a reminder to just be aware of the type of content you're consuming. I'm going to give an example. So I totally lean more hippy-dippy, crunchy, holistic, natural-minded base when it comes to food and lifestyle. But I was following a lot of accounts that were just filled with so much fear-mongering. And I felt like that really induced a lot of anxiety for me and just truthfully sucked all the fun out of certain things. I was so hyper-worried about everything. And it just was not sustainable at all. So while I do have my absolute nose with certain things, like food dye for one, we avoid food dye like the freaking plague. Like, does anyone else's kids absolutely rage if they eat Red 40? Like, my daughter turns into a different freaking human, and it's not not a cute situation. So we avoid that, and that is a hard, that's a hard no. Now, if my husband goes to the bank with the kids and somehow they end up with a lollipop, I'm not going to cry about it. I'll have a conversation with him and just remind him. And he he's pretty on board with all this stuff. But, you know, it happens. But if we are at a restaurant or something and we normally at home try to avoid, you know, inflammatory oils and mainstream meat and we're very careful about where we get our meat from, yada, yada, yada. And then we go to a restaurant and we eat something that, you know, is just normal, quote unquote, restaurant food. It's not going to be the end of the world. It's really not. Like, we're just going to delight in eating yummy food, enjoy the damn burger. But I'll tell you, consistently consuming that type of media in my social media feed used to literally cause a physical reaction in my body when I would go do these things. And it was so freaking hard. It made life so much harder. And I was constantly seeing how bad these things were. And letting these quote-unquote facts just totally live rent-free in my head. So every decision that I was making was based on this content I was consuming, and I was totally creating this, like, unattainable reality of what I wanted based on the content I was consuming. I actually felt this way a lot with switching to formula with my youngest, so he was combo-fed. And even when my pumping journey was totally taking, like, a toll on my mental health, I was so freaking hard on myself about opting for formula. One, partly because I am stubborn, but two, because I wasn't using my intuition and I was literally letting everyone else's voices into the conversation. Like aside from social media content, I had a comment made to me by a person who is a medical professional who I was seeing. And this was at a time where I was struggling so freaking hard with nursing. Like, it was not going well at all. Like, I wanted to give up. I was struggling so freaking hard. And she made a comment about how breast milk baby's skin is better and how my baby had the best skin and how formula baby's fed skin is just normally drier and isn't the same. And even though this comment was supposed to be, like, an encouraging comment that I was doing a good job and with breastfeeding and... I was just struggling so hard and was seeking approval from someone else to change up what I was doing, and I wasn't getting that anywhere. 
I really should have been seeking approval from myself and just not letting all of these thoughts and other people cloud my judgment. Like truthfully, I think my life would have been way easier if I was just like able to switch the formula sooner. I would have been a lot happier and way further along on my postpartum healing journey, but it is what it is. You live and learn, guys. But this comment would definitely creep up on me when I was considering formula, like why I was letting that silly little comment live rent-free in my head. I don't know. I also had a medical professional tell me that my standards were too high with breastfeeding, and that also was living rent-free in my head as I was struggling with nipple pain and all of that stuff that might stand them. Oh, your standards are just too high. It's supposed to be this hard. It's awful. Anyway. It was definitely not a cute look, let me just say that. And the accounts I was following uh, were pretty, you know, they're pretty anti-formula, very breast is best based. So these posts were also in my head as I was navigating that journey to add in formula. And I don't want to say these accounts were necessarily bad. They were just trying to provide education, you know, resources around breastfeeding. But in my brain, I was just soaking up so much of the information that I wasn't getting a clearer picture of both sides. Like I really wasn't. And I had even posted in a mom group asking for opinions on my journey and what I should do. And again, like I needed permission from someone else to change what I was doing. But I got 72 comments, all different opinions from everyone. And let me tell you, it was not helpful at all. I was more confused and more stressed. And I think if I didn't have all these accounts in my face and in the back of my head, I would have been able to simply just like process the situation and just connect with myself without all the noise and everyone else's opinion just realize like, hey, your mental health freaking sucks, yo. You're pumping. It's not going well. Like you need to stop. Your baby needs to be fed and donor milk formula are safe, effective options and they meet everyone's needs. Like why are we not doing that? And I wouldn't have been able to kind of, like, narrow down my options and my choices and, like, reassess what I needed. But I just, like, couldn't at the time. And I struggled for additional months after. Like, I didn't introduce him to formula until he was nine months old. And I had been struggling since day one. So it was a ride. It was a wild ride. So it just goes back to show the different types of content you're consuming, just be aware of how it affects you. Like when you go to make a parenting decision, really ask yourself and check in with yourself. Is it just your voice in your head or is it the voice of everyone else's on all the posts you've consumed and that your brain is absorbing? Like what is in your head when you're going to make your parenting decisions? Because it's crazy how much of the content that we take in really stays with us. It is, it's wild. It's the same reason why when you're pregnant, everyone's like, trigger warning, like, don't read this if you're pregnant because it's a birth horror story. Like, you don't want to read that stuff because it stays with you. I feel like it's the same thing, just on a different level. I did the two under two thing and holy fuck, that was humbling at best. It challenged me in so many freaking ways. And if you guys have two under two out there, like, slide into my DMs, come say hi, like, solidarity to you. I was totally mentally at my lowest for a solid three years after my second was born, just like completely exhausted, overwhelmed, depleted, isolated. But it's crazy when I look on my social media because my life, you guys, it looked freaking great. I looked happy. My kids looked happy. I looked like I was living a perfect little mommy blogger influencer life. Like it was crazy. And I don't know, maybe it was a coping strategy for gaslighting myself into thinking I was okay, which I think it was partly that. 
or maybe it was just some sort of creative outlet for documenting the life I wanted. And I also think it was partly that because I, like I said, I, I did truly love like the creativity aspect. But behind the scenes of all of my perfectly curated mommy and me photos was me who was riddled with anxiety and just needed help. Like social media is so fake, you guys. It's so fake. Regardless of how real someone's life looks and their content, you never will see the whole picture. So I say this to say that I feel like social media just can contribute to so much second guessing in parenting and on our motherhood journey. And I feel like it contributes to so much self-doubt and so much ignoring of intuition and we all know that there are studies now that show how detrimental social media can be to children and teens and self-esteem and mental health but what the heck is it doing to moms like like honestly like we need more studies on that i did poke around on the internet a bit and i found a new study that was about social media and cortisol levels that showed that mothers who spend more time online engage in greater levels of social comparison leading to an increased stress and negative emotions. I feel like that is so profound. That is so profound to me that that is like connected and it's concrete. I just think of the moms who are sitting there holding their baby feeling like they can't do anything right or the moms who have had like total hellish day with their toddler and just feel like parenting is never going to get easier. And then they open their feed to only see what looks like an influencer or friend living a perfect life. Like, how can that be good for our mental health? I feel so bad for the teens growing up right now who have access to social media like this. I am nervous for having teens and having to navigate this all because it is a lot. Like, I can't imagine going through the puberty and the whole awkward finding yourself phase as a preteen and, like, consuming the amount of what's considered normal social media per day. Like, it is crazy, and I can't imagine what that must feel like going through that. But in so many ways, I feel like having a baby totally throws you into this reset of self and identity. I've totally felt this with each kid. And I've talked to several moms who have four or five, six plus kids, and they've felt this all each time too. And then when you add in the body changes and the raging hormones, it really does sometimes feel like those awkward puberty days. But then you have a tiny human that you have to figure out how to be you again while living to be the best mom for said tiny human. It's just such a crazy journey, and it's crazy all our bodies go through. So I think it's important to just bring light to the fact that in today's day and age, we don't really get to sit with our feelings in motherhood without all the noise, like ever. We don't get to have an experience where we ask ourselves a question about parenting before we go to our favorite Facebook or due date group thread. Like, how many times have you had a question about your kid that you just went on Facebook or went on Google and just tried to figure it out without actually like figuring it out on your own. I don't know. Like it's, it's just different to think about. We don't get to have a hard day without opening social media and seeing 17 ads for something that's going to make your life better and solve 27 and a half parenting problems for a price that's going to make you question if you're good enough. Like how many times do we open up freaking Facebook and there's five different ads in your face for something that's going to get your kid to sleep, right? Like it just, it happens. And it happened to me like when my um, little one was, you know, newborn, I was getting ads for the snoo every freaking day. So annoying. And the days of having an in-person community of seasoned moms you can go to and kind of sort things out is really a lost art or it was for me. I didn't really have a community and start until I started prioritizing building one and finding the people that I really meshed well with. 
I will say I do feel like social media shifted from 2020 forward. I do feel like we've shifted a little bit more real life content. You see more real life from influencer, mommy bloggers, celebrities, but it's all fake. Like, and I say fake as in you're never going to see the real full picture of social media posts. There's always more behind the scenes or stuff going on that you don't realize. And you can't really take anything you see posted at face value or put so much value into it that you're using it as a way to compare yourself. We're never able to just sit with our thoughts. And even when we're relaxing, we're, you know, we're sitting on our freaking phones, scrolling, unwinding, absorbing information. We're constantly scrolling and it's at such a fast freaking pace. Like TikTok, you guys, is so fast. My attention span has gotten so bad. So bad since being on social media. I really think it has. I think I blame social media. It's, it's I'm not the issue. It's social media. <laughs> Our brains are constantly on and just like wanting more and more and more and more and more. We're never able to sit and just rest like the pre-social media days. Honestly, like, when do we get to do that? When are we making that a priority? Are we making it a priority? Because for me, it wasn't that often and it's still not that often. Especially in the early days or the stressful days, I was literally using social media as an escape from reality. And that's really not what I needed. Like, I needed to sit with my feelings. I needed to sit with my emotions. I needed to work through them right then and there. I did not need an escape from reality. It was a coping mechanism. It's not good. Coping mechanisms aren't great, you know? We're trying to be healthy girlies. Like, we do not need coping mechanisms for stressful days. We need solutions. I don't want to say this to like rag on social media, even though I am (laughs) like, I really think that social media is amazing. There's so many benefits to it. You know, I love me some Instagram. Truthfully, I think TikTok scrolling might be my downfall. I do find a lot of joy in it, though. I've built an amazing freaking community on Instagram. I've made some lifelong friends on the app. I even met one of them in person a few months ago, and that was so amazing. We've been following each other since our four-year-olds, almost five-year-olds were in our bellies, and that was so cool. She lives in Minnesota, and we were able to connect in person recently, and that was so cool. I've made so many friends online and via social media, and the community is amazing, and there's amazing resources on it, and I, th- I really think it can be an amazing tool. So I'm so curious to hear your thoughts. Please let me know. Do you feel like social media has affected you? Do you feel like it's affected the way you parent or it's clouded your own intuition in any way? It's totally a double-edged sword. I would like to challenge you this week to just be aware of the type of content you're consuming and if you've ever had a physical body reaction to any of it and if you feel like anything is living rent-free in your head as you navigate the whole parenting thing. I still have things that live rent-free in my head from content I consume and it drives me nuts and I'm working on it. But I'd be so curious to know if anyone else has the same thing. I definitely have some unwelcome tenants that need to be evicted every now and then. Like, they're up there and I need to kick them to the curb. But I feel like this is something that I could keep talking about for hours. So I will leave you guys here so I don't just keep going on and on and on in circles because I can totally do that. But speaking of social media, come hang out with us on Instagram at Wildflowers and Milk. And feel free to slide into my DMs always. I would absolutely love to connect with you, and I hope that you've enjoyed this episode. If you did, pretty please help a girly pop out and leave a five-star review, and I will be back next week, hopefully inspired by another crazy, I don't know, something, crazy something, and we'll see. We'll go from there. All right. Love. Peace.
peace, happiness, sleep, and yummy food. Okay, bye.